The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's seven minutes after eight here on AM Live. Thanks so much for listening in. Now talking about the party list today. Will the party list influence the, the way you vote on May the 7th? You can give us a call on this number, 34701 is our SMS hotline, but give us a call on this number, 0891104208. Tweet or Facebook the show, AM Live on SAFM. So the party lists are out. The IEC currently busy verifying those candidate lists today. Politics and government is about these people who will be managing as the people and each party places its trust in only a few chosen South Africans. They must deliver on those promises that were outlined in each of the party's manifestos which were delivered to us earlier. Should you vote for their party, the highest candidates on this list will get more power to make decisions influencing the final outcome from those manifestos. The party lists are out. Have you noticed anything? Will those party lists influence the way you vote? Come May the 7th And, well, to influence us We have to care enough about it Do you care enough about those party lists? Tell us on 34701 That's our SMS hotline Tweet or Facebook the show right now AM Live on SAFM Or, of course, give us a call 891 To talk to you about this today We've invited a, a panel of guests to speak to us uh, Independent political analyst Aubrey Machik Joining me on the show Aubrey, good morning Good to speak with you uh, good morning, Dasha. Thank you. Also joining us is uh, political analysis South Africa's <laughs> analyst, Mzokolo Mpolase. Mzokolo, good morning. Thanks for your time. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning to Aubrey, I want to put that question to you, the, the, the one I asked. Do we care enough? Because if, if anything's going to influence us, we have to care enough about it, right? So do we care enough about these party lists as a public? Well, the thing about party lists um, is that... Uh, they seem to be interesting, and actually they are not, <laughs> uh, because of some of the controversies surrounding some of the individuals who are particularly in the ANC list. And this gives the appearance that uh, party lists are interesting, and actually they are not. They are like uh, election manifestos. Um, very few voters will ever read an election manifesto. Uh, in the same way, very few voters, uh, in considering who they will vote for, will be influenced by uh, the party list. But sometimes also, we, we divorce the party list from the electoral system. Um, it would be more interesting to discuss individuals such as Dinapule, um, if we were talking in, in, in the context of a different uh, electoral system, such as a mixed system, uh, in which some members of, of parliament um, are on a party list and others get there because they are elected directly in a constituency. Uh, it will also be more interesting in a constituency-based system because uh, political parties would not take the risk of putting up a candidate in a constituency uh, whose image might be damage, damaging uh, to the party, and therefore such a candidate would be difficult. Uh, to elect in a constituency. Mr. Mpalasa, we don't have this constituency-based system. We have a proportional representative uh, system, so uh, it's not meant, we don't get to vote for these individuals directly. But uh, on the question of whether it's interesting or not, isn't it not the, the, the media's duty, in a way, to bring out the interesting aspects of this and make it interesting to the public? Well, it's, it's, it's really vital because uh, given that the constituency really does not have a say in who will represent them uh, beyond the party. 
it's an opportunity to then scrutinize as individuals. Indeed, it may not have an impact, uh, you know, perhaps, you know, the individual being withdrawn or perhaps individuals with questionable backgrounds being omitted from the list. But it nonetheless uh, presents an opportunity for the constituency to at least uh, validate and scrutinize some of these individuals. And hopefully through that, um, they're able to weigh down on the consciences of these political parties. And perhaps there may be withdrawals, there may be concessions in certain individuals. So do you think we as a public care about these party lists? Well, the public does care, uh, particularly for the governing party. Um, but uh, when it comes to smaller parties, uh, you know, it, except for the party leader, for instance, if you look at the United Democratic Movement, African Christian Democratic Party, well, it's, it's an academic exercise to find out who's number four or, or number mm-hmm. nine on the list when the party, you know, logically would perhaps be expected to get one to about four seats. Aubrey, it's, it's party list season right now. Could, could the parties get us to care more about who's on the list? If, if you're saying it's, it's really not interesting, could they make it more interesting for us? Well, Dashan, um, if, I, if, if one has to make a concession, is that they make interesting dinner talk discussions, <laughs> uh, coffee or, co- or coffee shop <laughs> right. uh, discussions. When you discuss dinner pool and maybe her red shoes and some of the abuses she was accused of, or you discuss Bulemabi, um and others who, in accordance with the ANC's own uh, new moral code, should not have made it to the list. They, they, they are interesting to that extent. But um, in reality, you, we must bear in mind that South Africa does not have a competitive party system. And the reason why a party such as the ANC can, can put such people on, on its list is because our party system is uncompetitive and therefore alternation of power between the ANC and another party um, is, is not going to happen in this election. They know that. And that is why they can take a risk um, with, with, with such individuals. Um, and, and therefore that takes us back not only to the electoral system but also to the fact that ours is not a competitive party system and to the fact that ours is a political reality of single-party dominance. But another thing we must do is to ask the question, uh, what defines the ANC in terms of its list? Is it defined by the individuals uh, of Cuba's uh, character who have been put uh, on the list? And I, I do not think um, that they constitute a big number. I think that's a very small number on that list. It's a list of 200 people. Or is the ANC defined um, out of this list of 200 people by the rest? Um, and I've, I've not had that discussion uh, as far as uh, these lists um, are concerned. Now, of course, you ask whether political parties can make us more interested. Mm. They will try. For instance, the opposition. Uh, the opposition is trying to make us interested uh, in the ANC's um, election list um, by pointing out these individuals and therefore questioning the ANC's commitment to things like fighting corruption. Now, of course, uh, a black dot on a white paper tends to be more visible than the white um, around the black dot. And and what opposition Mm. parties are trying to do is to focus our attention on the black dot. Another thing we don't talk about, just just this last point, another thing we don't talk about is how these lists are compiled and whether 
they are compiled in a democratic uh, process or a corporatist pro- uh, process that excludes um, I- even the structures of such parties and therefore individual members of uh, uh, these parties in critical moments of, uh, of, of compiling these lists. Well, compiling the list, I think, is perhaps where the interesting part of this comes in the process. But but on the the black dots and the pieces of paper. So, on opposition parties, have they perhaps got us focusing more on the on the ANC and not, in fact, focusing on their candidate list, who they've got, who are the the dots on their pieces of paper? We're perhaps looking at the ANC's pieces of paper and not at theirs. Let's talk about the the opposition, the other smaller parties as well. I'll invite you to give us a call. Uh, are these uh, party lists influenced? the way you vote come May the 7th 0891104208 and lines are open right now 34701 send us your SMS's Felix in Nelsprate good morning good morning thank you for taking my call you're welcome yeah I, I think uh, uh, I just wanted to make a comment about the party list mm-hmm. uh, it seems to me that uh, uh, the way people are, are being put on the party list is actually not democratic and in a country in which uh, uh, that is serious about the democratic process, people should actually be allowed to vote directly for their representatives. And that is what I, that I would call genuine democracy. If somebody is supposed to represent me from my constituency, I must have a say in voting for him to go to the parliament, to go to the legislature to represent me. I must be able to, uh, to be confident enough to know who this person, person is from my constituency. And I, until that time when South Africa's uh, electoral system is going to change, we will never really have a good representative in parliament, in public positions, just because uh, these are just uh, party deployees, and they can change the list at any time they want. So as long as you are not, uh, you are not loyal to their cause, they can change you any time. So uh, until that time that people can vote directly for their representatives, we will never really have a genuine Felix, thanks for that call there, Felix in Nelspreet. I'll put that question to you. Are these list processes undemocratic? Keeping in mind, though, that each party has a different process. The ANC elects them through the branches. The DA gets submissions from candidates who are interested in positions and then tests them. So there's a, a very different system between the parties. Of course. And... Uh it's part of the wider discussion of the caller highlights that the internal process and, of course, the actual process that is followed as a country in terms of the constituency representative elements to it, that which we currently do not have. Um, basically, it's, it's like this. Um, perhaps much of this perception of it being anti-democratic could be tackled if perhaps the parties had an internal democratic mechanism. But we know that, uh, for instance, one of the parties who talk about the DA, they have an electoral college system. We know that the ANC relies on branches and then the provincial and the national uh, national levels of leadership then uh, sort of moderate that list, if you like. Um, And at the same time, though, um, the, the, the public is also not blameless in the sense that Everyone decries that uh, they do not know who their representative is, and certainly that means that they participate less in the system. But currently, in this proportional representative uh, uh, system that we have, there is not enough participation. So to assume that just because you would change the framework by which people participate, it would increase participation. Many a times, you would know that with public submission or any... 
thing that involves participation by the individual, there's been not that much take-up. And certainly at the local government level, where an individual does know which uh, councillor represents this municipality in the city council and the town council, none of these individuals or the general public generally does not have that contact with their councillor. They do not use their councillor as a representative. So now to assume that just because we change the, uh, the framework, this will necessitate greater participation from uh, from the public. Right now, there's no take-up. You would look at many uh, bills that were uh, tabled in Parliament. You would look at many uh, bylaws tabled at, uh, at, at town council, uh, local municipalities. There's no take-up at all. There's no participation at, at all. So uh, it, it needs to work both ways at, at some level. It's 20 minutes after 8. You're listening to the Forum at 8. We're asking you this question today. Will the party list influence the way you vote on May the 7th? Have you noticed anything in those candidate lists? Have any particular names got your attention? Achang Say, for example, listing Paulo Sullivan, the investigator, the forensic investigator, among its members. Has that caught your interest? Perhaps it's something from the DA. Smaller parties, COPE, UDM, perhaps you've noticed something there. Do tell us, 34701 is your SMS hotline, and give us a call right after this, 891 Give us a call. Here's a special announcement to the liquor distributing and manufacturing industry. The Minister of the Department of Trade and Industry, Dr. Rob Davies, has approved National Liquor Amendment Regulations of Act 59 of 2003. These amendments bring about changes in the submission and processing of applications. All applications must include the prescribed information and proof of payment to be considered. Contact the DTI call center on 0861-843-384 for more details. Do you regularly experience the painful symptoms of bladder infection? D-Manos is an effective remedy for people of all ages, including pregnant women and children. It's 100% natural and has no known side effects. D-Manos is now available in South Africa. Ask for D-Manos at your nearest pharmacy or visit www.bladderhealth.co.za to locate an outlet near you. As a business owner, do you often find yourself tied to the office managing payments when you should be out there working on the next deal? With a NetBank app suite, this doesn't have to be the case. NetBank has designed an app specifically for business so that you can manage your banking wherever your business might take you. Viewing statements, authorizing batch payments, or adding beneficiaries are just some of the tasks you can now perform securely on your mobile device, which means less time in the office and more time to drive your bottom line. It's the kind of solution you'd expect from a partner that understands your business. Download the NetBank app suite today and make anywhere, anytime business banking happen. NetBank is proud to vote small business. We're an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. NetBank. In the old world of business, if you needed to talk face-to-face with someone far away, you had to travel. Please step back over the line. Remove your belt, sir. In the new world of business, MTN Cloud Video Conferencing helps you interact face-to-face over the net, anywhere, anytime. Whatever your business, make your communication better with MTN Cloud Video Conferencing. Get your free 30-day trial at shop.mtnbusiness.co.za or visit an MTN store near you. Welcome to the new world of business. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. 
Your SMS is coming through on 34701. The corrupt placing of cadres and friends on the ANC list will be the ANC's undoing. More service riots expected because people not properly represented. Mac there writing in. Uh, this SMS also unsigned. Uh, Vavi should not be shocked about inclusion of corrupt people on the ANC list. He's out of Kasatu because of allegations of corruption, including squander. Remember that uh, Mr. Vavi yesterday said that the list was not defendable. Well, defendable or not, politically motivated or not, here's our question to you today. Will the party list influence the way you vote come May the 7th? Uh, Opam Zisa and Nelspreid says definitely not. The party list doesn't influence the way he votes because he's a permanent voter of the ANC. Uh, this comes in from, just signed from Joburg, Western-style democracy does not work in many countries uh, around the world, from Pakistan to Ukraine, from Syria to Libya, from CAR to South Sudan, as well as South America. Power sharing is the only way. Uh, Andriana Faramir Garden says, yes, for sure. If the DA put Mary Gorby on their list for Benoni, we will not vote for their party. Driana, they're writing in. Musa in Durban calls in. Good morning. Good morning, sir, in the panel. How are you doing? We're doing well, Mr. Go ahead. I'm good. Look, uh, I, I do not think uh, the party list will, would have great influence well, in me as a person, uh, personally. And also, I would, I would assume generally on most of, the, of uh, the, the South African community, because simply because um, there's not so much participation in, in, the, in the process itself that gets us to that uh, party list, that one. And two, uh, even the manifestos that um, are claimed to 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 have been uh, to have community participation or member participation, if you go really down to the nitty gritties of of how they are formed, the the people who are actually participating are influenced in their in their opinions by people who are supposed to be their leaders. So in a way, I, I don't see how that affects anything. I think more or less people in South Africa are still voting in the same old fashion that uh, this is the person who will, who will benefit me in this way or the other, and then they will vote for this person uh, or, or decide not to vote for the person. Mr. Thanks for that call, saying no influence on him. Uh, Zo in Limpopo, it has an influence, Zo? Yes, certainly it has, uh, especially when I look at the bigger picture, because party lists, uh, when we talk about democracy, we talk about representativity as well. Now, there are certain parties which I would definitely exclude from my vote is a no-no because of the way that their party lists are actually composed. Let me make a clear example. Mm-hmm. If you look at the DA list, if, uh, let's say, you look at their national list, we're told that only 15% of black people make up the composition of their list. Now, suppose... The majority of South Africans were to vote for the DA. They would wake up the following day and find a government and parliament where only 15% of black people are actually represented. Now, that to me is extremely unacceptable. So it does, it does have quite an influence. So the other example is that if you look at, um, uh, 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 the way they influenced me, I was looking at a list, let's say a list like a, a COPE, a COPE list, uh, on top of the party's Musiwa Likota. Now, it does influence me because, like, when I listen to Musiwa speaking during the party manifesto, he attacks democratic institutions like SARS. He defends Malima, 
uh, on something which is really happening in court. Now, you put on top of a party list a person who has no regard for democratic institutions, for courts of laws. Now, that is a no-no for me to vote for such a party. So Zo definitely has a big influence on you. So thanks for that. It does. It certainly does have, yes. Zo in Limpopo. Uh, Kaya and Hoffman, we'll take your call as quickly as possible as you can, if you can, Kaya. Okay, thanks, Kashin. No, to me it's a yes and uh, and a no. Because Mm -hmm. why? Number one, the ANC ANC list has got a mixture of well-experienced leaders who have been in the government for quite a long time and they understand how government operates. The no to me will be to say uh, when a public protester speaks about a certain minister, we will take a public protester as as a court of law. The public protector can make their opinions, but they don't decide in terms of how the courts will have decided on the matter. So to me, they do influence, but if you, if you look at other lists, you can see they are racist. You can see that they've got the list of people who doesn't have even experience to come in this country. So the ANC list for me does it for me. Thank you very Kaya, much. Thanks for that. Uh, Aubrey, do the lists tell you things like that, that a party is racist, tolerant on corruption? I mean, can, can you read that much into the list? Well, I know, what is interesting uh, to me about uh, the two lists of the of the two um, biggest parties in South Africa, the DA and uh, the ANC, is, is, is that the, the ANC compiled its list through what can be described, I suppose, as a democratic process, uh, because it is more inclusive than the DA process. Whereas I suppose if you were to describe the DA list, it would be with regard to quality assurance. It's a quality assurance process. So two questions arise here. Uh, what do the lists communicate? That's the first thing. Mm. Or what is the party trying to communicate uh, through its list? Um, and secondly, uh, what is the link between the list and democratic uh, outcomes in, in parliament and outside? Uh, Parliament. If you look at the DA list and its quality assurance uh, process, what the DA is trying to communicate is that outcomes in Parliament and therefore outcomes uh, in society should be influenced by the quality uh, of uh, our representatives in in Parliament. And that is why it foregrounds uh, quality assurance. On the other hand, um, given where we come from, through its own list, the ANC is trying to communicate inclusivity, uh, gender balance, racial balance, uh, geographical uh, balance. But of course, um, in a list also there is a tension. Um, there are contradictions sometimes. If you look at Aubrey, the let's, ANC let's just hold it there on the contradictions. We'll come back to that. Uh, we're just eating up into news time now. It's 8.30. Let's get to those news headlines. For Bakshini Chetty, stay tuned. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Indate writes in from Durban North saying, yes, the candidate list influences my voting decision, but only in terms of boosting my confidence in the direction our country is going to take in the next few years. How do you glean that from the list of candidates, Indate? Uh, Zaza writes, uh, there's nothing like democratic elections in the ANC, even in the branches. They're told who to put on the list. Hmm, Zaza, how do you know that? 34701, if you'd like to write in. Give us a call right now as well, 0891 Aubrey, I cut you off. Uh, apologies for that earlier on, but you were, you were making the point about this, the contradictions. If, if you'd like to expand on that. 
Well, let me make it quickly. Mm. If, if you look at uh, the, the, the DA list, I think it was Zoe who argued um, that he, he, when he looks at that list, there are only 15% uh, of, of people on the list. Oh, that was Zoe, Zoe who called in. Yes. Yeah, that, that was Zoe, yes. Um, the tension is this. If in 1994, the, the precursor of the DA, the Democratic Party, one less than 2% uh, of the vote. In 2009, the Democratic Alliance won 16.6% um, of the vote. And what has been happening with each election, that the number of those who are black in Parliament who represent uh, the DA um, has been increasing. The tension, however, is that this has coincided with a, some level of ambiguity at policy level uh, when it comes to issues such as affirmative action, BEE, and employment equity. In other words, while the number of black people who represent the DA in Parliament has been increasing with each election, um, the, the race logic of uh, the, 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 the DA has been a struggle uh, for the DA about how to manage that race logic. And in a way, the race logic is one of the reasons the DA has not been able to attract a sizable number of black voters. If you look at the, the ANC on the, on the other hand, one tension I've identified um, is the tension between the desires uh, of the leaders uh, with regard, for instance, to the moral content of those who should be on the list and internal dynamics. For instance, if you have a strong support base on the ground, you might end up on the list because the leadership cannot afford um, to alienate that support base. So these are some of the tensions um, that, that, that emerged during the list co- compilation process. Aubrey, I was reading your article in the Business Day, I think it was um, earlier this week, maybe Monday, and, and in your words I think you, you, you referred to history being uh, littered with the graveyard of failed political projects. Could a political party suffer at the polls for getting its candidate list wrong? No. Uh, first of all, the, the, there is no single uh, factor on its own which explains why voters uh, put their axe next to uh, the logo of a particular mm. party. Um, the, the party list and who's on the list is the least of the considerations um, of voters when they decide who to vote for. So I do not believe um, that the party list will be a major consideration when voters are in the ballot box deciding who they should vote for. Well, I've got Janus on the line who says, uh, well, in actual fact, it does influence him. Janus, good morning. Why does it do so? Hi, good morning, Josh. It's influenced me and influenced the purpose of the specific political party which they're gonna, people are going to vote in the future. I'm from the UDM. I'm on the list of the Western province uh, for the provincial uh, government. And uh, what, how we did it, actually, in, in the UDM, it was quite serious discussion, it's a serious selection of the people. It's not like, you know, I know this one, I've got the money, I can buy that one, make a drive for someone, something like this, and I'm going to be elected. So it was quite serious selection, and the people actually uh, select us on, 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 the, on our activity, on our influence, on our education, how we can perform, how we can encourage the people to vote for the specific party. So it's very important to have such a list, to have those the people on the ground, because they are 
election is going to start in, it's going to be in, in two months' time. So if you're going to have a, le- a man on the list who is not performing, not doing anything for the party, he will not score anything. So it's a very important to have such a list and to have people, especially people who can influence others to promote a specific party, and I can and, can, and ensure that listeners that the UDA will surprise this time all of us. Janus, thanks for that call. Uh, Mr. Mpalasi, the question that comes up for me when Janus uh, talks about the UDM is about the coverage that these smaller parties are getting and how much the media is actually drilling down into the party list of, for example, the UDM. I can think of Bantu Holomisa. Can you think of any more on that party list, Mr. Mpalasi? Well, to, to the amount of the votes, and of course, like, in terms of the coverage that these parties enjoy, it's quite consistent with how much, you know, support you actually enjoy. Um, so, yes, you know, the public broadcaster tries to bring this to the fore, and, and basically this is where the media plays a role. But as I said earlier, um, for smaller political parties uh, who, you know, logically would get a certain number of seats, perhaps just under 1%, which would avail them to four to eight, uh, eight seats, depending on the voting pool for that year. So it, it is an academic exercise. And, of course, even if you look at the ANC list, can you say validly from uh, number 100 that you know the true nature of the individual that's being put there? So at some level, the voter will need to judge on certain other things. So, for instance, the other caller who was pointing out that perhaps if the list is not racially balanced, they cannot vote for that party because at the end of the day, uh, though a party can use whatever test it needs for its uh, proposed representative, at the end of the day, the voter will utilize an angle that they can understand. And they, you know, it's not expected of them to go analyze a person who's number nine on the UDM list who they do not know and certainly a party that in the past has not enjoyed that much support. So at the end of the day, I think this whole list process is basically like this. It shows the direction that the party is going. And it's, 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 it's important for the party itself to say what they value. So, for instance, the DA values the more work performance. They want their public representatives to ask parliamentary questions, to perform in their portfolios, those, those sort of things. And perhaps for the ANC, it's, it's a bit of that. It is other issues, gender, it is representativity in terms of regions and all of that. But at the end of the day, the voter voting behavior cannot be attributed just to the list. Indeed, it may show the direction where the party is going, but to solely attribute it as being a deciding factor for where you'll vote or who you'll vote for uh, is it's, it's not necessarily the case. And as I say, it's important for the party to see, uh, judging from uh, the typical constituency that votes for it, uh, what does that constituency value? Indeed, they may not be able to diagnose the entirety of the of, of what informs the of, uh, voters' uh, voting behavior, but at least if they're steadfast on that, such as uh, other parties valuing quality or work performance and others valuing a more inclusive, reconciliatory approach in, in things, uh, that will test the voter to some level, but then the voter can never truly know, uh, actually, uh, just judging from the list. Give us a call, 891 Would you like to know about party lists? And tell us, does the party list influence the way you vote come May 7th? Kulakane, does it influence you or not? No, uh, party list, uh, could they say? Party Good list morning. does not influence me at all when it comes to voting for political party. 
Why is that? Uh, uh, well, for, for, for starters, I look at, at the political party holistically. I look at its policies. I look at, at the plans they have for the direction of the country. For example, when I look at, I, I, I understand the blue, so most of the political parties that are still small and coming, uh, they're not getting much coverage, as you were correctly mm. saying. But, but most of the reason is because those political parties, they come with anti-ANC policies, or they come with policies that are addressing what ANC is saying. There's absolutely no innovation. They are trying to add on what ANC said, for example, in 1955 in its Freedom Charter. So as a result, if I vote for that party, what am I going to get? Am I going to get a micro-ANC party? Am I going to get a party that tries to live outside the ANC? If, for example, if I were to vote for EFF, I'm thinking to myself, what makes, uh, for example, the EFF members to fail to influence the policies within the ANC, most specifically because they were the members of the ANC? So why should I vote for the person who was willing to die for the mm. policies and all of a sudden those policies are a poison to him? So basically those are the things that I consider. ANC has been standing for what they are saying today and the list, of course, I'm, I'm only interested in the list in as far as to say, have it been inclusive of the of my vote during the uh, branch at the branch level? If the answer is no, obviously there are processes that I need to follow to say, hey guys, at the branch level, this is what we say as my branch or or as my region or whichever mm -hmm. level. But if at whatever political level it has not been inclusive, then it will be a problem. Kulikani, let's, let's leave it there with you. Th thank you very much for calling in, Kulikani. We've still got Wababa holding on and Solo as well. Solo, we'll take your call in KZN, but Kulikani, thank you very much for that call. Very interesting points. Solo in KZN, good morning. Yes, good morning. Good morning. What would you like to tell us? Yes, I just want to make a comment. Go ahead. It at least does influence voting to some extent. Mm -hmm because the main content is about the policies of a political party. What does it represent? Now, individuals are just there adding the flair as individuals, but the collective and the global picture is about the policy. What does that political party represent? I think that's what makes uh, most voters to, 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 to follow, or rather to put their vote uh, next to that particular party in terms of what does it signify to their lives? That is my comment. Thank you. Solo, thanks for that call there from KZN. Wababa in Cape Town from coast to coast. Good morning. Uh, hi, Dustin. Hi, Wababa. Hi. Um, uh, I think, Dustin, first of all, we must guard against becoming a country of complainants and be a country of contributors. Um, everybody in this country has a democratic right that was fought for to belong to any organization of his or her choice. Of course, you may choose not to align yourself with any organization, but you can still be active and contribute. Um, now, if you want to participate in the process of candidate selection, you can join any political party that will represent whatever your desires are. Um, and I think I also agree with uh, Aubrey. There is just no single fact, Hadashin that mm. sway voters this way or that way in choosing who to vote for. Uh, it's a configuration of factors. Uh, we should not actually lie to ourselves. 
but also in relation to the um, uh, uh, black spots on the white paper and so on, sometimes in the real life of politics, it's uh, inevitable to avoid that uh, kind of, uh, to have a perfect and 100% uh, process and so on. Thanks yeah. for that call there in Cape Town. Appreciate that point. Uh, just on a moment of, of clarity on this, we're, n- we're not trying to say that this single factor is enough to influence you to vote or not to vote, but is it, as part of factors, strong enough to influence your vote? That's what we're asking you today. Uh, some SMSs came in. Uh, can the IEC disqualify a name on a list who has a criminal record or any other judgment? Uh, Aubrey, uh, do you know that uh, the answer to that question? Well, as far as the electoral calendar is, is, is concerned, I think until the 1st of April, um, all of us have the right uh, to peruse the lists um, and, and raise objections uh, with regard to some of the people on the list. And if the, 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 um, the, the complaints that are lodged are strong enough, yes, um, such a person can be real. But re- remember also, uh, uh, Darshan, that even after the election, um, some tinkering can can still happen um, with regard to the list. For me, the long and short of it is this, that after an election, um, we can argue that political parties um, get the, the, the parliament they desire because of who they put on the list. Uh, the rest of us, because of the parties we vote for, get the parliament we deserve. What, what is the link between list and the delivery of a manifesto? Aubrey, you, you asked that question earlier on, and, and earlier on I preempted starting the show, in fact, by saying that government is about people managing people. I, I, I think that's crucial as part of government. So isn't this candidate list then crucial to delivering on that manifesto? You know, as, as much as I say the lists are not interesting, and, and maybe I'm overstating the point, uh, the lists are important with regard to the quality of the individuals who will be in Parliament, because Parliament should perform a very important function um, with regard to oversight over the implementation of policies that have been adopted um, by our government. Now, what, what we have found since um, 1996 especially is, is that Parliament has been good with regard to passing laws that are consistent with our democratic values um, and our constitutional values. But Parliament has not been as good with regard to the performance of the oversight function, that with regard to how uh, our government is implementing um, those policies. Um, I asked a question earlier about the link between the lists and uh, democratic uh, outcomes. Now, Partly because of our um, proportional representation system, those who sit in Parliament tend to privilege the needs and interests of party, bo- party bosses over the needs and interests of um, the ordinary citizen. That does have an impact on, 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 on the quality of the democratic experience of the citizen. But what I must warn against uh, is the danger of idealizing any um, electoral system. Because while I think South Africa should move in the direction of having some members of parliament elected directly uh, by citizens, we must remember that at local government level we do have a mixed system. And you, must, you, you may remember that in one case in a ward in Tembisa, uh, 
uh, Deputy President uh, Khalima Mutlante complained uh, that the ANC won a majority in that ward, but the candidate who won was a drunkard. Mr. Mpala said there was a call from Kulakani who called in earlier on, and he says, you know, there's this anti-ANC policies that seem to come up from the opposition party. So we never really get into talking about the opposition parties. Uh, Aubrey earlier on said, you know, when the ANC has a dark spot on a white page, the opposition parties seem to pick on it. Now, if the media is going to throw the spotlight onto the opposition parties, how can they keep that spotlight on them without talking about the ANC? Well, it, it's very difficult sometimes to that spotlight when parties themselves um, perceive some parties perceive themselves as being ever in an opposition uh, because perhaps they represent narrow interests. So it's it's quite difficult to speak of that party as differentiated from the ANC when their very policy, or the governing party, or the very where their their very policies are created in such a manner that they will ever be in opposition, but not so much uh, representing uh, the general public. So you would think of, uh, for instance, parties like the Freedom Front Plus. That is a specific constituency. It's about minority rights. It conceives itself itself as representing minority rights. So it's very difficult to speak of that party as separate from its complaints, which will obviously be around the ruling party. And I think... um, it's the issue of differentiation sometimes. If you're, if you're a political party that just came to the fore, uh, the easiest way by which to get uh, the public relations going, to get the communications going, and certainly the coverage going, it entails that you have to disrupt the space. And naturally, disrupting the space is decrying the poor governance. And, and sometimes it's, it's unintentional. You know, you are decrying poor governance and service breakdown, but in the process you are seen as uh, necessarily leveraging or, you know, juxtaposing your existence to that of the ANC. And it's very difficult to do so when the very media coverage cycle tends to be about uh, governing party cycle, uh, governing party activities. So that is the difficulty that some of the parties face. Uh, Aubrey made the point that South Africa's political system is not necessarily competitive, and that is true, because political parties aren't able to differentiate. They don't have a uh, sort of... A, a value proposition to the voter as separate from the governing party. That is both structural and also perhaps still advice from uh, their own uh, conception of their values and certainly how they want to broadcast these values. More SMSs coming through on our hotline 34701. Avis says yes to our question. Butelezi speaks of depoliticizing education, medicine, and service delivery. These need to be based on merit on these fields. This ethical principle is vital and gets my vote. Uh, this comes in from Khatla Marcus in Limpopo, Greater Letaba. Yes, it does. I will vote for the ANC, especially on the basis that President Jacob Zuma is number one on the list. And then Francis says the ANC has certainly lost my vote because of one person. Jacob Zuma. Sipo in Durban says the ANC has lost my vote due to the inclusion of Dina Pule, Jomat Peterson, uh, Becky Klele, Kassel Matale, and Humphrey Mamezi. Clearly, they're rewarding thugs for stealing state funds. Uh, this comes through from Mdibane, um, Crystal Park. Uh, party list is one process, but not the main issue. The political work happens every day. That's the main issue. Impor says a list with corrupt people and thieves running away from courts. That's a no-no for me. 
Uh, John in the Eastern Cape says, Ahang SA's process of selecting candidates was exemplary. It was open to all members and was based on a fair and equal interview process. And uh, Aubrey, Tony in Mabatu responded to your question. You, you asked, what is the party communicating via the list? Uh, he says, the ANC list tell us two things. Either their members condone the rampant corruption, corruption by the ilk, or they have no credible members aligning themselves with the party anymore. Aubrey? Well, I, I think what that highlights um, is, is the fact that um, meaning is not limited to what a political party intends to communicate. Mm. So, we have to wrap up. So, I thought, let me just uh, get your closing thoughts on, on our discussion then. If, if we're saying that this is not a greatly influential factor, what is then come this election? Or what, what factors are, uh, you know, strongly going to influence us this election? Well, of course, um, voting behavior, as, as we've been saying throughout, is that it cannot be pinpointed to just one activity. Uh, of course, there are typical patterns that you observe, either it's of you know, individuals identify more to the party or they identify more to the charisma of their leaders or just basically a loyalty or some sort of um, uh, favors for an entity that they see as being very vital to their progression. So that has always been there in previous elections. And, of course, some of the issues are very topical. They're more about around the media coverage cycle. So things like he told, things of things that whose uh, the lifespan is not that much, but will be occupying uh, the mind of a voter. These are everyday realities that the voter faces. And really, it's not a question of saying these issues will either make or break the election. It's a conflation of issues, which are some of them, uh, you know, shown themselves in previous elections, and some of them will depend on media coverage cycles and what is being highlighted in the mind of a voter as they go. Uh, to vote on Mr. Mpalase, thanks for joining us. I'm uh, Mpalase, political analyst at Political Analysis South Africa. Aubrey, what are the important issues this election? Well, I think job creation um, is a key question. Corruption is going to be a key question. And uh, Gandhi Gate is going to be a key question. Aubrey? Hi, Hi Aubrey. I think we've lost Aubrey's line there, unfortunately. <laughs> That's how we have to end off the program. Uh, do I have more SMSs from you? I think I have uh, another one here from Driana at Faramir Garden saying, uh, yes, for sure, these party lists influence her. The Democratic Alliance put Mary Gobi on their list for Benoni, and we will vote for another party, saying there, Driana. Uh, of course, thank you very much for joining us today. Unfortunately, uh, we didn't have a closing comment there from Aubrey. I wanted to ask him about his piece as well. Uh, he ended off uh, his piece on Monday in the Business Day talking about a breakaway, a split in the DA, and I was wondering if he had uh, a, a, a candidate list that he could possibly share with us. Aubrey, uh, are you back on the line? Yes, I am. Aubrey, I, I, was, I was just thinking, as a, a way of ending off our conversation with you, I was referring to your piece earlier this week. Uh, you said in one incarnation there could be a split from the DA that could comprise the DA's less conservative whites, disgruntled blacks, combined with those on the left who are bleeding from the ANC. So I was wondering when I was reading that piece whether you had in mind a, a different candidate list for a different party perhaps, and, and what would that look like to the left of the DA and the ANC? Well, I, I made that point in the context of a larger point I'm making in the piece. And the larger point is that at some point in future, a hunger in South African politics is going to develop for an alternative to both the ANC 
and the DA. In other words, it's not a given that the DA and the ANC are necessarily the future of South African politics. And, and you spoke about it like a political realignment in South Africa that could happen one day. Well, you know, we use this term realignment um, loosely. Um, when you have new political parties uh, formed, we assume a realignment is going to happen. Realignment means something very specific, a dramatic change in the political system. We are not going to see a dramatic change in the political system in 2014. If realignment is going to occur, it's going to occur at some point beyond 2014. Aubrey, thanks for your time this morning. Aubrey Machi is the independent political analyst. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. Our team in Swaki, Apiwa Hanono, Tracy Boomgar, Jake Mokomo, Maruma Kekana, and uh, senior producer Aubrey Limpofu, foreign producers Ronald Piri and Lengiwa Mabaso, technical producer Judy Motupi, specialist producer Budzi Lokoto, executive producers Albusi Chane and Aubrey Sechia. I'm Darshan Midley. Thank you very much for joining me today. We join you again tomorrow morning on our Friday edition of AM Live, 6 to 9 a.m. Tune in tomorrow. Your news is up next. Andrew Wenner, stay tuned.